Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seabach and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. Welcome to episode 86 of The Solution, a real estate podcast where we talk about the time is now to put consumers first in real estate. My co-host Jeff Seabach, how you it doing today? It is right now the time. Right and now. And why we got Edna to talk to us because she is super. Edna <laughs> Kimball, welcome to the show. Thank you for being Woo! here. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I'm excited to be here. I am excited because you are the number one Century 21 real, Realtor in Oklahoma. Correct. Wow. You are ranked number 42 on the National Real Trends ranking. like a woo, 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 <laughs> second. Like under 100. They, you know they only rank the top 250 realtors in the country. And you're saying that she is 42. 40, yeah, that's By herself, good. right? So as an individual, she she... She runs her business as an individual, but then she also has a team that she manages. But her individual numbers closing 189 units last year. Wow. Yeah. Edna, we're excited you're here to talk with I'm us. I'm amazed today. that you have time to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to get this moving. No, I'm kidding. Where's the, yeah, how's that magic work? What let's see. That you just closed you closed a deal today or yesterday. Which one? Every other um, day you're closing a house. Today, today. Uh, a home sold every 2.1 days. That's kind of my tagline. So, yeah. 2.1 days. Wow, nice. So you've only been a realtor for 15 years. How have you taken business from, from zero to number 42 on the national yeah, list? Let's, let her, let's let her answer that. I think that's a good question to start out with. How did you do it? <laughs> well, I moved to a small town. The town that I live in um, has about 16,000 people, and I did not know anyone when I moved here. What did and you move from a different city in Oklahoma, or did you? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you, yeah. how far away from like, like, where did you grow up in relation to where you moved? Well, I've lived in a 90 mile radius my whole life. So, yeah, I went. Like one direction, live there, and then another direction, and then move back. So we wanted to live between the grandparents, um, but we wanted to live just far enough away that they had to call before they came. So yes. <laughs> for my, for my uh, just for yes. the listeners around the U.S., so the quarterback from our high school was the quarterback of the year, but he's going to go to Oklahoma University. How far are you from that? Okay, so that is um, – that's – OU, not OSU then. Oklahoma State or Oklahoma? Yes. Okay. Oklahoma, you, no, 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 the Sooners. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're about two and a half hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that, is that the real estate I question? Wanna, well, the burning uh, you know, you know, I like specifics. Yeah. Is, it, is it two and a half hours north or south? Right, or right, right, right. West? So, west, two and a half hours west, and it's a really easy drive because it's all interstate, so. Okay, so you were close to the border. I was trying to figure out the. I am. So I'm. I'm just about. I'm an hour from Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is a lot of people know Fayetteville, Bentonville, and so that would be east of us, just a little bit northeast. And okay. then Tulsa would be an hour, just a little over an hour west of us. I tend to drive fast, so an hour is probably more like an hour 15 an hour 20 so great like yeah, the, the amount of time a, i'm thinking she's got a nice car she's a real she, she views the google map time estimate as a challenge yeah, so you moved to a town of sixteen thousand people and you quit you knew nobody was that strategic no, it was not strategic. It was we wanted to be near the near both sets of my in-laws and then my parents. And so we did some research. Um, this was a college town, which we love the idea of a college town. Just which college? Northeastern State University, NSU. All right. NSU. Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, and so after some research, this is where we chose the the housing was really still reasonable. Um, we moved here. What's reasonable? Like 210, 220 average sales price, 150, like 89. What's reasonable? Um, it's right now it's about 120,000 for wow. an average. So I have to sell a lot of homes to. So in 15 years, yes. it's only gone up from 100 to 120? 
Yeah, that's about, well, it's actually, I want to say that the average was probably more like 90 when I moved here. So, and so it's gone up to about 120. So it's up about 33%. Yeah. Yeah. So Tahlequah is really happening. It's growing and lots of things going on. Wow. Yeah. So how did you, you knew nobody. What did you Everyone, do? And you so put your kids in school, and then you you I volunteered. I did put the kids in school, and and I uh, I did the real estate thing, and I did it really poorly and really bad, and I was basically just driving people around and showing them stuff. Um, and then why was that really bad? You were sucked at it, or like? Yeah, I just I didn't I didn't know how to close the deal. I thought okay. my job was just to give them information, and you were a tour guide. I was a tour guide and sometimes I paid for lunch. So it was, uh, my husband referred to me as a tax write-off because (laughs) I was not making money at the time. So, um, and then I, I decided that I needed some training and I just started kind of checking online and, um, do, I did like GRI, CRS and things like that and realized, oh, there's some specific steps that you've got to do to get to the close. Um, and so when I actually started getting clients, the the big secret behind the volume is is why one of the reasons I agreed to come on your, your podcast here is that the secret is you take care of the client and the client will take care of you. So it's like- We love that. that. Can we all yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So okay. about 67% of my business is repeat referral. 67? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. What's the other 33%? Um, the other 33% is actually, um, I don't put it in on the repeat referral, but it's other realtors. I do about, I think it's 12% for other realtors that refer things to me. It's either something unique or difficult that they don't want to take on, or they're semi-retired, or they're- Or it's just a tough client, and they're like, you know what, Edna, client's better for you than me. Right, right. And then um, realtors from other markets, you know, with clients moving here. Is that here. still in the 12% realtors from other markets or is that a, more than uh, 30? No, 12% any realtors, whether it's in okay. our market or out. Yeah. All right. You got, let's see, I got 21% left. Okay. So then probably just a circle of influence um, of just, you know, people knowing about me. You know, like it wasn't really a direct handoff from. So you don't buy leads on Zillow? Yeah, I I do, but I'm not a premier agent. Okay. So So, what about like, do you have a CRM tool like Sync or anything you buy Google pay-per-click leads? No, no, I don't. I use Curator. Are you familiar with Curator? Very. Yep. Chris Smith. Yep, yeah. He's restarting his podcast called The Water Cooler. Yeah. We're coming for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're starting with your clients. <laughs> I'm sure he's watching this right now. So um, you, so, right, did you convert some of his Facebook leads then? Um, right. Facebook leads are really, really awesome. I love Facebook leads. I know a lot of people think that they're not good or whatever, but it's it's building a relationship, building the trust, and then them getting to know you and enough to now here's my phone number because so you're good at the you're good at the big why the big funnel like you can bring them in nurture them a little bit shove them down the phone like yeah good deal absolutely absolutely i have to go back to take care of the client she said 67 percent of her business repeat referral that's a big number like i want to know how you keep in touch with all those people too because 100 we got lots of questions sorry (laughs) when you say Taking care of the client. Let's start there because this is the client for this is the uh, putting consumers first podcast. Are we going to have the experience versus the the customer? Do you know the difference between customer experience and putting the client first? I don't know that I understand the difference. So okay, so what are, good answer. Really, I don't think anybody. Nobody has. does. No, I was because we're making up the whole category. <laughs> okay. Nobody's out there talking about it. So do you like? Let me see. Is there any sport that you like? Do you like tennis? Do you like basketball? Do you baseball. like football? What? Baseball. All right. So there's a there's a farm team near you, isn't there? But or is there what's the baseball team that you see? Have, have you ever been to a professional baseball game? Um, so Tulsa has one, but no, I haven't. Not I mean he's a Red Sox fan, so we Who's he? Mr. Kimball? 
My son is. Yeah. Your son. Yeah. You know who else is a Red Sox fan? This Nobody. guy right yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see him in the He's World Series in 2007 one. and yeah, twice. All right. But anyway. Okay. So have you ever taken your son to Fenway Park? No, I haven't. No. Okay. So at, do you know what Fenway Park is though? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big green stadium, you know, a little right. under 50,000 people that like go there. All right. So at the stadium, they sell hot dogs. Are you familiar with this, them selling hot dogs at the stadium? What? Yeah. This is how I this you is, understand. Okay. You understand. Yeah, so they sell hot dogs. They got a, All right. uh, at the stadium, they have a big green guy that comes out and blows his tongue out at people in the stands. A mascot. And they got, they got like the hot dog, the, the mustard and the ketchup, and they race around the outside. And they sell beer. And they sell lots of beer, yeah. right? So that is what we call the experience. Ah, gotcha. Okay? <laughs> Meaning, you know, it's just like you're in the crowd and there's people talking and there's stuff going on between innings and they're out raking the field and there's stuff on the jumbotron, right? That's the experience. Okay. But fortunately I'll, I'm going to go home our Red Sox because you said your son and that makes us our, yeah. Yeah. our Red Sox are really good at, they put a high quality team on the field matter of fact world champions for anyone that isn't listening right where they beat the shit out of the yankees again right and they won the championship but so they're better at the game of baseball which is them improving the um actually what matters because like they don't they this year they could have not served hot dogs maybe cut down the beer, make only serve one cup, like a little glass of wine. And they still would have had a lot of people come because the game was that interesting. And what we found is that people in the real estate business is they focus a lot on the hot dogs and the park, you know, your parking space out front. And, you know, you, when they come in, we give them balloons and when we send them, you know, treats on their birthdays and all that stuff. But is, but we and I, we like, I have a feeling that this girl's good. Uh, but you're talking about making the realtor better, right? So, like, how so when you when you take what do you, what do you do as far as taking care of the client that is you doing better, or is it all focused on the customer experience stuff? So it's definitely not the customer experience stuff. I, I knew it wasn't. I could feel it about her. I knew <laughs> that when she said she wanted to go yeah. on the show, Edna, tell us about it. Well, so. Okay, so I don't even do a closing gift to my clients. Okay, okay. Right. Like, like she's like, yeah, no penance for me. I okay. don't because really the experience. You are the closing gift. That's I, the I whole do, that they gift. actually most of my clients bring me a gift, so you know. I agree. Yeah, I have have had the same experience. Yeah, Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the number one thing that I provide my clients that I feel is above and beyond what, what most realtors do, regardless of the market, drum roll, please. Uh -oh. <laughs> is, I'm honest with them. Oh, I love now, that. Now, oh, let me explain. Boom! If, if your house it. smells like cat, you, you're going to know. I'm going to tell you. If you need to get rid of the, the big brown... Are so you, Marco Marco you, you know we're coming to Oklahoma to talk, right? No. Kansas. <laughs> oh, Kansas yeah. isn't that real close to her? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's four hours. That's close. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, it's okay. as close as OU. You're honest. <laughs> you know, Edna, love you for that. I mean, it's one of the cornerstones of why I struggle in um, the luxury market because they don't appreciate the uh, expert. No, but it's the expertise first with the honesty because – I can sell a house for cat pee, but we're only going to get 130 for it. If exactly. we can get rid of the cat pee, I can get you 150 for it. So Absolutely. go on, tell us. All right. So what, what other things are you honest to them about? Pricing. Absolutely pricing. Let them know right up front. I think it's malpractice. And I just tell them right up front, if you're talking to any other realtors, they're possibly going to tell you what you want to hear, which you told me when I walked in, you want to list it at 175 and it's, that's unrealistic, you know? So I, that's something I that, that I do. And it's hard 
to oh, Edna. She used the word malpractice. I I love that word. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, is, yeah, it's a good word. We're right I here. We are right here. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Malpractice. Yeah, you got Jeff speechless. He doesn't know where to go now. Uh, yeah, like, uh, like it's been 84, 86 shows, and we're. We yeah, yeah, we're here. That's awesome. Yay. Okay. Well, okay. How do you? But know? I think she's confident. Okay. All right. Uh, I, we got to challenge her a little bit. Get okay. There. Okay. So, how do you know you're right? How do I know I'm right? So obviously, I do my research, do my comps. I have like what every I'm assuming what everybody else would do. You know the the low, medium, and high, but I won't price the home until I get in the house and see the condition. And then I talked to him about, um, you guys talk a lot about the hassle factor. And I love that because you, we do. right? Yeah. We want to try. Well, it's one of of our questions. It's one of our questions. Yeah. 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 So we, I try to determine. Thanks for for following along. And I try to determine what the client is looking at. Are they looking for the most amount of money in the is short? That similar to what you do for the least hassle. What you ask those similar style questions, right? Like, Absolutely. are you do you to want the client. top dollar? Do you want to sell it fast? Do you want no hassle? Absolutely, because you can't, you have to know where the client's coming from and what their motivation is before you can say this, this, and this. Because otherwise, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, really that is, is we 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 use something similar to you where you said it's malpractice because we say that most realtors want to give advice and you know doctors don't first analyze like they don't like ask and figure out what's like figure out all of the things first. Like you said, I have to go out and see the house. Like I can't know what the price is until I go in all the bedrooms and see the kitchen and like walk around the property and take it all in. Because if you don't know all that and understand the comps and been in the other houses, you can't actually prescribe the right formula. Doctor of real estate. I like it. There you go. I never doctor. used those words. He but. always wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, last night in the listening appointment, I had a listening at 2-5 and he was a doctor. And I said, I, I actually call it the science of real estate because I'm not a doctor, right? But I do have a science because I say I have a value for everything in the house. I don't know if you have something like that. Like I have a specific, like for each price range in each area, everything has a different value, but you continue on. You were saying you were honest, you're pricing malpractice. How do you come up with this experience to know is where I'm at? Just curious. Like, do you see a lot of houses? I mean, Absolutely. You seem to be very enthralled, but go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that you can't you can't be an expert in your area unless you have been in the homes and know what's happening. So so I do show a lot of properties, obviously. And um, sometimes if I know I'm going to go out for a listing appointment and there's a new home on the market, I'll call and say, hey, can I come by and do a preview or a walkthrough on this property? You know, yeah, and that way I'm, I'm familiar with what's in the neighborhood and what the comps are. Again, because we're a pretty small town, um, I mean, some of the homes I've sold five times. So, you know, I most of the now and, and we still run into homes that have, you know, one person has owned it for 20 years. And so obviously I've never been in it. But for the most part, you know, I, I'm pretty familiar with what has sold. Um, and I've been in the majority of the homes that are on the market. Yeah, it sounds like you're in an environment where I am, and I think it's uh, one I'm house not, five times. I'm still like that's. Three, uh, I was thinking Joanne Calloway is what I was at three like, three years that they stay in it. Or I mean, did correct? That, we're that a must have been a fun one. Yeah, so we're mm. a college town, and we have a hospital. So the residents come in, and they're uh, here for two to three years, and then um, we have an optometry school, and they're here for four years, and then just the college. A lot of people purchase a home for their college-age student, and then after two years, the college students like, "I want to do a hundred thousand dollars." Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's, it's uh, got it. Got so it. take care of the client because in two to three years, they're going to be back. Oh, business, yeah, you know, back. it's coming. No, I, yeah. I actually, uh, I used to have a hard time. It sounds like you kind of figured it out as well. Is that I I used to have a hard time when people would tell me what they wanted. 
and then they wanted to buy a house that didn't have the criteria that I they said they had to have. Like, yeah. you know, like you're going through the process and I'm like, you said you wanted a four bedroom. This one's only three bedroom in a den and there's no bathroom for Billy. Like, what are you going to do? And they're like, but we want to buy it. Right? And I'm like, nope. They don't know what they <laughs> well, want. The thing is, I know that they're not going to be happy because they know I know what their needs were. It just, yeah. Anyway. Sometimes, Another form of being I was, honest. I was, I was being, I, being yeah, honest. I, I had go. this gal that moved from Pittsburgh one time and she was like, Jeff, are you going to let me buy a house? I said, I just know there's, I'm looking for this one. I don't know. Sorry. I get a little caught up. Do you ever throw in the wild card? Like when they're saying they want the four bedroom and you throw in a three bedroom split level with the den? Oh, I'm talking three years in Edma, 40 years in. I changed. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, no. Uh, well, I mean, I had a house out. I had a guy one time that was moving. This is 2008 during the crux at all but he was he was the one guy in america that was just absolutely killing it he was moving from new york city and he was looking to buy a house we work a little more in the luxury sub in areas it was a in the two to three million dollar range so he looked online at the time and he had found 75 houses well in preparing for him to come to town i looked at in the range of 170 to 200 houses for him and because he said that he wanted these things. And my thing was just, you know what, find the best house that for what, like, because once you get in a car and you go look at a lot of houses, then you're like, no, this is the perfect one for you, right? Like, you know how you have that. Like, yeah, absolutely. So we went and he picked out the top 18 and we went to see them. And then on number 19, I'm like, this isn't what you had said you wanted, but this house is just like, this is you like you, I just, you kind of get to know their personality and yeah, they bought it. Yep. Yeah. They walked in they they were like, cool, we'll take it. That's my favorite. (laughs) And it was nothing like what they were, you know I mean? They had different, I'm like, I can't let you buy this two story, you know, like over here, no pool house that they like because it had this stuff. And when this property just kicked its butt. So yeah. Yeah. Because the photos, well, at the time you had, we had a lot of bad photos, Edna. Like we, like, you know, when you were in the business, like eight years ago, you'd have five photos online and, you know, they were taken with a cell phone and the house wasn't always represented. Well, we're now, I don't know. Do you guys see it? Do you use, do realtors in, around you use a lot of professional photos? Like how's the representation of if the house is what it looks like or not? Um, so the majority of our market does not use professional photos and it averages about 20 photos, but that's again, where I stand out. Um, I average about 45 to 60 photos and rather than just doing the MLS description, I usually have a couple of paragraphs, you know, with all of the upgrades and everything. I don't pay for a professional photographer. I've hired I've hired like five or six over the years and because they're not real estate photographers, they're just photographers. Their photos are more about the art of the photo, not yeah. the house. So right. I actually went and bought the DSL wide angle tripod, you know, the whole thing. And then took some, some classes at the local, I can't even yeah. remember, TTCU, um, took a couple of classes and do my own photos. And it's very time wow. consuming, but I know that house. When I get there, I just don't know how you get the hundred. I mean, how many so closings of 190? How many sleep? were listings versus buyers? I just pulled those. It was 100 and, 120 were listings. Wow. Oh, and you I, took I knew pictures that. for them. I knew that. Right. Right. No way. You nice. could not do. I mean, I'm still at 69 buyers. You have to have some help, though. Admin help? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have um, I have a phenomenal administrative assistant who's just amazing. And she that was probably the game changer for me. Does for she right negotiate now. contracts for you? No, 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 no. She's not licensed. She's oh, okay. a I'm right. Great. Uh, TC um, negotiates some contracts for us as well. That's why I asked. So nice. Yeah. No. Well, no. I mean, just as you're getting busy, sometimes you have multiple, you know, you have lots going on. And if, when the ha- deal needs to get together, I'm, I I have a, a different question for you. But I mean, you must be awesome at time management. She looks very relaxed. 
She doesn't look stressed at all. And she's got, you said, all right, so you have one admin and who else? I have one admin and then I have three buyer's agents and I've got a fourth who's in school right now. So she's going to be joining us in the spring. Okay. That contributed to the 189 or to the, their, yeah. they have their own number. They have their own number, the 79. Mm-hmm. So that, dude, you, you gotta be super busy. I don't, I mean, you, I'm just saying you must have really good administration, uh, organizational skills. Are you a, like a high C or a high S or? Yeah. You, something like I would get you a high <laughs> yeah. I. She says, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. tell us, I mean, yeah. How, how do, do you do it? How do you do it? Um, so I was averaging about like between around 120 uh, units per year. And I brought on a buyer's agent was, which was the wrong thing to do because that just made more work for me because of, right. you know, work yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so then, I, then I brought on, um, another buyer's agent and then it got insane. Like, you know, here until midnight trying to blah, blah, blah. And so then I hired the, the, um, the actual administrative assistant. And that was really a game changer. I kept thinking, I don't have even the time to train them, but that was just, that was just, I don't know what it was. It was stupid. <laughs> so I brought her mind making you tricking yeah. you. Absolutely. And then I just try to time block. Um, I am an early morning person, so I'm usually in the office. I I get up at 4.28 a.m. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do the um, I do a miracle morning, you know, like a a 5 a.m. call, 5 a.m. club. Um, And then I'm usually in the office by 7, 7. Tony Robbins? No, um, it's not with Tony Robbins. No. No. Uh, you do a 5 a.m. call after you jump in the pool? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Every morning you do a 5 a.m. call? Um, I do the 5 a.m. call on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday because that's when I do yoga. So what I can do, do the 5 a.m. call and then do yoga. But Tuesday and Thursday I'm at the gym, so I can't. Who's on the call? So it is um it's kind of like a mastermind group but we just they take turns on who's giving just a quick five minute go get them tiger kind of kind of thing and every everyone who does it takes on a different um topic so there's no specific rule as to what you talk about sometimes it's just how to reach a goal sometimes it's just um three days a week uh, yeah, it, it actually runs six days a week, but I dial in three days a week because of my other obligations. So, Wow. And it's mastermind in your area or is it just? Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's, uh, it is central standard time though, but sometimes we have people call from the coast who just didn't get up early enough for theirs. Cause I guess there's one for each coast, you know, so, so that of course, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so our 5 a.m. is their 6 a.m. When did you start doing that? Um, I So The Miracle Morning, have you read that book? Nope. Oh, my gosh. You got to read that book. That's a game changer. Um, when So about three years ago, I got to the point where I physically thought there's no more time in my day. And um, realtor, I think he was from California, um, that I'd ran into at a um, conference had said, well, what time are you getting up? And I'm like, Oh, I get up early about six o'clock. And he's like, that's not early. (laughs) And he was right. So he gave me the book and um, it's pretty phenomenal. And I feel like I probably am able to do so much paperwork first thing in the morning, because, you know, when I'm in the office, there's just really nothing is happening. No one has any um, expectations of my time. You're processing all the paperwork yourself on these files. No, not all the paperwork, but for the listing part of it, yeah. So I mean, you, mean you, know, like you take the input sheet yourself. Yes, yes. You so, do it at the listing appointment. I do the majority of it at the listing appointment, and then I have to write the actual description. So, which and is you really enjoy great. that aspect of it? I hate writing the description. Yeah, who the hell like what? Like to me, I don't even understand why we write up descriptions anymore. Right. Do you know that ninety-seven percent of the people don't? unless they're interested in the property to only look at the photos. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. So it's just interesting. All right. So, um, miracle morning. She's a morning person. Yes. She gets after doubt. Yeah. So you're doing, so you're you're putting, you're putting it in MLS. You're doing the changes. No, no, I don't put it in MLS myself. So I do the, I do the actual, um, 
you know, square footage, taxes, a description, the, the details of it. And then I pass it off to my administrative assistant and then she puts it in. And then she also is my transaction coordinator because I would not be able to do all that either. So the admin is also the TC? Yes. Yes. Well, at least you're making a lot of money. <laughs> I'm serious. Remember, I'm, there, I'm, 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 120000 here, so, yeah. I know. I'm still. I'm, <laughs> He's pulling out his calculator. Hold on. Let's <laughs> okay, okay, look, look on a calculator. We right even there. get the questions. I'm still 120 times 189. I guess, I mean, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, you did $120 million? $120 million? No. I, 200 transactions. 200, uh, two, 200 uh, 189 million. times $120. So, it's. I did thirty million in volume. Thirty million. Thirty million. Oh, yeah. God, 30 30 million. million Not every home is one hundred and twenty. One twenty zero. Okay, thirty million. Yes, agreed. All right. Interesting. Good. All right. So all right, we got to talk about. So, do you? All, who stages the house? Who gets it ready? Because you delivered a vision. What happens? You say um, it smells like cat pee. Or you know what? Nobody loves brass. Do people like brass in Oklahoma? So it's coming back. But not the shiny one, <laughs> kind of the dull one. Yeah. So yeah. if they've left it, they just yeah. take a little sandpaper to it. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, we're just now beginning to see the brass. But so the the staging in our market, we don't actually have the companies who come in and do furniture and painting and all of that. So it really it goes back on the homeowner. But I just so what homeowners typically want is what's the minimum I can do to get the most amount of money. And so that's what I work with them here. Here it would be almost unheard of for a seller to come in and redo their kitchen because dollar for dollar for one, we don't you know, have you know, 500 contractors who are qualified to do that. Um, and two, the cost, you may not make that money back. So you've just spent all this money just to break even. So usually it's about what can you do? Like, you know, color, paint the walls. That's pretty inexpensive. Declutter, put out some fresh fruit. I mean, it's not, it's not the complete gut job that, you know, that you yeah, got. Okay. Yeah, every market's different. I mean, to me, all of the improvements that we recommend people are, uh, is based on what the market returns. I mean, we Absolutely. only have people do something unless if they're going to get a two to one return. But I will say that I'm, you actually just hit a keyword that's never been discussed on this panel, on this podcast before, and that was fresh fruit. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I have not had anybody on the show say fresh okay. fruit. So, so um, do you, I get it. The right. visual, it's we, all we, fake we fruit gotta get in to, our world. We got to get to the, que we gotta get to the <laughs> questions. I love your distraction. I appreciate that. But before I got one more question for her. So do you, do you have functional obsolescence in your marketplace? Do you understand what, do you ever use those words like that? Um, so I don't say functional obsolescence, but I do understand it. And I did listen to your podcast about it. So good information. Absolutely. <laughs> also, the first time anybody on our show said they listened to our podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what do you think of that idea? What, is that like far-fetched or what do you think? No, it's absolutely true. And it's hard to tell a client who's lived in their home for 20 years that, you know, that the the shag carpet is not all the rage, you know. Yeah, they don't um, love you when you tell them the truth, yes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And wood floors are the way to go. But here, um, depending on the price point, like under that 150, we're probably going to tell them not to go in and put in wood floors, you know. Yeah, no, you laminate. I mean, everything has a price point that it's absolutely. worth it or not. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean. And sometimes it, doing an allowance is a smarter way to go. Um hmm. Then I never think that, yeah. but that's okay. I mean, you you're the market expert. I'm not. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it works here. But so my theory is is that the uh, there's more. What we've learned actually, maybe for for you, is that do you believe that more traffic sells a house, or do you think? What do you think of that? More traffic. I think that more qualified traffic. The one of the things that I tell my clients, I'm not going to blow the seller. I'm not going to blow you away with 30 viewings this weekend, but I am going to impress you by bringing you qualified buyers who are making reasonable offers. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I 
challenge that I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm not as good as you because you can bring more. No, I'm not kidding. I mean, I the way that we get top dollar is we try and drive more traffic through the door because we don't know which buyer is willing to pay the most for the property. But I know that if we get two or three, then we have one person that will make an offer, but then we have a second person that's interested. We get the most out of this other, the one that's interested the most, they pay then top dollar. If we're representing the seller is just the thought of that. So okay. it is uh, the other thing is, is that we find the buyer 60% of the time now, more than 60% of the time on the houses we list because okay. of the, um, we think it's going towards direct to consumer advertising versus, I mean, what percent, like, do you ever represent both sides? Absolutely. Yeah. In Oklahoma, we're transaction brokers. So it's a pretty common scenario. And I don't have, well, I mean, out of the 120, you know, earlier you had asked me how many of my listings I had sold. So it was 120. Um, and so double ending them is what we call it. So it's a pretty common thing here. And if it's okay. not me, it's my team, you know, so because yeah. that's what I do is, you know, if it's not, you know, my hairdresser's mother and it's just a, right. a fine call, then that's probably going to go to one of the buyer's agents. Yeah, no, I mean, we we don't actually double side them, but we actually... Because the buyer comes to, uh, we're seeing when we do a lot of marketing, um, the buyer comes to us, but in our marketplace, because there's 50,000 realtors, that they have a relationship with somebody out there, but oh. we can't, we don't break that relationship. They still want to use that, The they still write as a contract. Absolutely, And yeah. because we represent the seller, we, you know, it's all good. So. Yeah, that happens a lot through Facebook. And then also with our, we do tons of open houses. I'm like open house every weekend. So, and, and we're you good open house. I absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to have my team do something I don't do. So, uh, and it's a great way to, to, you know, to meet the, meet the buyers and see what they think. And cause sometimes, you know, you're, you're just not sure how the buyer is going to react to the home. If it's something a little unique or different. I don't think that. No, I think you know. Do you? I mean, you're pretty. You seem pretty on top of it. I don't yeah. think. Like, you, how often are you so, like a buyer comes in and you're shocked at what they say? Well, I'm not shocked, but sometimes I'm surprised when the buyer is not as put off by a paint color or carpet or something that I think that they're going to be. So that's usually oh, that's personal preference. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I, what I, I like to think of buyers have, there's about a hundred different personality styles. And as long as I know that it has the right look, that it will have a buyer that, I mean, you know, sometimes you're like, oh my God, who painted this thing? Yes. But um, yeah, they it, tell you they did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, was, yeah I, learned, I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. All right. Well, let's yeah. get to the questions we've, uh, exhausted almost all of our time already because you've been such a great guest. All right. So in putting the, fur the consumer first, Edna, tell me how you help the seller get more money. You sell it, how you help sell it faster or for less hassle. The seller side first, please. Okay. So it's not really, I don't think you can say one of those things and still do the seller justice. I think that it has to be a little bit of all of it. Does that make sense? Like, I think it would it, to say, oh, there's no, to, to sell it for no hassle, I'm going to get you 20,000 less. You know, I, I think it has to be a balance for all three. So, so again, just being honest with them and saying, you know, if you get rid of the cat smell and paint that mustard wall and put some fresh fruit on the counter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Greater than 59 cents a pound. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, fruit must be cheaper here than it is there. I don't know. But um, but yeah, so I think just being um being honest with them and and not not trying to worry about just the time frame, but getting them the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Um that's the honest answer. <laughs> Okay, what do you think there, Seabach? Yeah. All three, she said. I don't. I, he doesn't. I don't, there's no way he lets I'm you. Sorry, stand I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not trying to be confrontational. I just no, don't. No, 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 that's okay. I mean, I mean, I think it's just how you're. Um, 
I think it's just your natural desire to do right by the customer always. And I just love that about you. I'm just saying that I know that like in our marketplace, in our marketplace. Right. And that's why we have a lot of investment buyers that will get rid of the, that will take the house off the people's hands very quickly with no hassle. They'll pay for the move, but they don't get them top dollar. Let's let's give her a story. So I got this house and and they're 70, right? And it's over by the freeway, but it's in this nook little town, a little little nook section that was an Al Beetle design. And there's this one neighborhood where they're selling houses at 800. And Al Beetle was a mid-century modern architect, big, like floor to ceiling windows, like some older stuff. And I show up the house and they, they have this like courtyard home with the pool in the front, which none of the houses do. And, but... Um, they've been living there for about 25 years and I don't know that they've thrown anything away in that 25 years. They got lots of personal belongings, like, you know, paint colors for the last 25 years in different cans. You know I mean? Like just different things throughout the house in the, you know, in all the rooms, they're not a hoarder. They just have lots of stuff throughout the house that, right. So in our town, when there's some investors, like open door offer pad or now Zillow that will write them a cash offer for that house. And they have to do nothing, which I would call less hassle. Mm-hmm. Right. Because my thing is, is I'm and t- faster. I'm telling them that I can help you get right. And faster because they don't even like, they write an offer without anything happening. Like they don't even have to like, and it closed, they can close whenever they want. And, you know, to me, the things that I'm recommending for them to get more money, you know, my like stager's going to, my stager's going to come out and she's going to help you, you know, the paint is not been painted inside the house for 15 years. You know what that looks like, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, you know, they've had dogs. So there's like the little brown marks on the side of the walls, you know, I me mean, as we're going through there and they're going to get more money, but it's certainly not going to be less hassle. So they're going to get more money than what? I mean, it sounds like they're taking oh, a discount. Then the cash investor offer. The cash investor offer is going to come in, you know, net here, where if I go through it, I think I can net them here. But it's about, I thought the return, because the prices were pretty similar in that neighborhood, like you're saying that you don't always get return for fixing it up, maybe eight to 10 grand more by doing it my way. But that would be more hassle because- and slower because they were kind of like sitting at the kitchen table with me and looking at me like this, and because they're, they're like, "No, I'm gonna do it. No, I'm gonna do it. No, I'm, you know what I mean? Like you're like, you know, you it's like not Ed's, do it. Ed's handy, and I'm like, yeah, but y'all lived here for the whole last year, and he didn't do it. He hasn't been handy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Like they're like, "No, we can do it. We can do it." And I'm like, "Well, we just need this motivation." I'm like, "Or maybe you know, you can just take this offer that's going to be cash if you can, if it's if it's a good number for you." Okay, but is, what is their what is their their absolute need? Do they care about the house? Because I keep hearing him say, "But it's faster, but it's faster." But um, I was just saying, tec- technically, that would be less hassle though if they could get a cash offer. I'm not saying it's top dollar, and I'm right. not saying that. He's I mean, just trying to separate those three categories to say that they don't all go together. There's situations okay. where depending on what it is the client wants, sometimes the client wants a I'm, I'm not going to be there. Here are the keys. Get it sold. Send me the check. And other times people are saying, I need to get as much out of this as I can. And just knowing uh, what you can so, do. So back to, to the story. Knowing what you can do in each situation. Okay. Right? So, so, Jeff, I'm not trying to be confrontational, but. Yes, that's just his line. This is great. <laughs> I don't. I, I know you're not. No, she wants to know. Apples or apples okay. lemons, Jeff. The hassle factor to me is a little bit of a cop-out and here's why they're moving. That stuff has got to be packed up. Right. So just yeah, but both, both sales are going to move. So I'm like, that's after that's not, this I is don't talking, think so. I mean, this is I talking think- amount of work to get it sold. They don't okay. have to do open houses. They don't have to do showings. That's less hassle is what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to, again, asking. There's no, no hassle sale, right? Like you're moving. 
That exactly. is a huge hassle. That is exactly it. As I tell him right up front, look, you're the whole goal is to move. So just go ahead and pack all this up now. You don't, you don't yeah, need. I'm like, just get this crap out of here. You're going to have to move it anyway. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm with you. Absolutely. Okay, but so- I think that the key is just asking them up front, what is the most important? And if, if the money is not, if that 10,000, but usually, you know, in our market, it usually is the money, to be honest with you. It does matter. No. And that's yeah. what I said to her. I said, okay, because it was exactly where you're going, where I went. I was like, so what do you want to buy? And they're like, well, we want to buy this house. And we're like, okay, if you get their number and you get 200 out, because that's about what they were going to get out. And, you know, you're going to have to borrow 70,000 to buy it. But if you go my way, I think I can only have you borrow 50,000. Is that what you want? Right? Like, do you want, you know, and she's like, well, I am going to retire and I'd like that number to be as low as possible. I'm like, okay, honey, then buck up and let's get after fixing this sucker up. Right? Like, so they went with the hassle so they could get more money. Well, I said, yes. Well, I said, here's what we're going to do for you. Just as service, we're going to get all the possible offers. And if one happens, offers, offers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From the investors. Well, we have Got seven it. different companies that give offers in our town for houses. Right. So okay. we'll represent you and do that. But <clears throat> I said, if those numbers are not acceptable, we, and we don't think they're going to be, but sometimes those people make a mistake because they use price per square foot to judge the price. They don't come out to the house and they make highfalutin offers. And then that's when I said, well, honey, if it's right for you and they make a mistake and it's good enough, then you take it. And I'm like, good. We don't have to go through this hassle because it's much easier that way. But if it's 10 or 15 or 20,000 net higher our way, we'd love to help you get the most amount of money. So. Absolutely. And I think that that's always the concern is that sometimes the realtor is more worried about their hassle of, of, hey, if we go this route, I'm not doing weekend open houses and I'm not, you know, so that's, that's my only concern. Um, you know, about, yeah, we about, we thought about 700 open houses last year. I don't think we're concerned about that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying not you, but the average realtor. Yes. You guys are are in it for the right reason. Work. Yeah. 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 All right. So, all right. So, then what about on? Well, he's getting the buyer questions. Where did you? I'm just curious from a marketing standpoint. Where have you heard our podcast? Where do you listen to our podcast? Do you listen Facebook. on Facebook? Facebook. You do. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you use the podcast app at all on your phone? Um, I, I, your, I have podcast. What do I have? something hang on a second let me see i probably have not mentioned how cheap i am i have Podbean. have you heard of that Podbean. no but shanley's nodding and he knows i don't want to take too much of your time but and i gotta go pick up my son but um on a buyer is there anything that you do for less hassle less time or best house for best for best deal um so buyer the number one thing is getting them pre-qualified. I mean, that's, I don't know if that's an issue for you guys in our, in your market, but here yeah. it, it's, uh, it's not a standard, if you will. Realtors will go out, show them eight, 10, 12 homes, write an offer on one of my listings and bring it to me. And then I'll be like, you know, I promised the seller we'd have a pre-approval. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And you no, that more standard. Yeah. Yeah. And then they say, oh, well, we'll have to talk to the bank. And then guess what? They don't have, you know, they're not ready yeah. to buy. So, oh, no. so that would be I the number that. one thing is making sure that the buyer has their financing oh. all set up. Because to me, to to take them out and show them and let them fall in love is is crazy. Yeah, what's the point? Malpractice. Absolutely. Is there anything in finding how, like, do you sell a lot of off market properties? Do you find any houses? Like, do you match them up before they even go on the market? Like you're, let's go, let's say you walk into one that's about, let's go with about a buck 50 and you have a couple that's been looking for one that's about in that range. It's got a pool, it's got a view, you know, it's on the lake or whatever, right? Like, absolutely extra service that you provide in that case. Yeah. So through Curator, we have follow-up boss and in follow-up boss, we can tag the client. Um, what I mean, tag is uh, put labels in there, like 150 yeah. pool, 150 walk to Greenwood school, 150, you know, whatever yeah. those are. And we, yeah. yeah. And so we try to really tag them up quite a bit so that when 
when I go out on a listing appointment, it takes about five business days for that to show up on our MLS um, from the time that I bring the photos back for processing through. Not always five days, but on average when things get really busy. So when I bring that back in, um, I notify my buyer's agents and then they can contact. Um, and then my, um, my admin, she puts it on our Google Drive and sends it out to my buyer's agents, the photos and the details. So then they can forward it to anyone that's in their system. So we, one of the reasons we sell quite a few of our own is just simply the timing is that yep. we're reaching out to those buyers who had not found anything yet. Hello, coming soon there. Um, there's a little bit of that here, but not anything major. Yeah. People don't, that's not a big thing there. No, not really. Mm -mm. They don't, the people don't want to look on their cell phones to see houses. Um, Zillow is here, but not, 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 uh, make me move or coming right. soon. They don't. So coming soon, our MLS has not really determined what those features are, or what the guidelines are. And well, my our MLS hasn't either. Zillow just says, if you want to list your house coming soon, you can list it coming soon. Yeah. Well, I have a pretty big market share and email um, list. She is, she is the coming you soon. You are list. the coming soon lady. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go to my website. She owns the marketplace. I got a couple of the comments that we've gotten about this episode. So it's live on Facebook, and we have some people that are like, Wow. Oh, we love you, Edna. Yeah. This episode is amazing. She's a rock star. So calm, cool, and collected. Can't imagine taking all photos for 120 listings. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, not not, it's a coaching yeah. client that we have. Oh, She's a rock star okay. herself, but she just, yeah. Yep, Raul says you're all rock stars. So thank you guys for tuning in and, and complimenting. Dude, I love this interview. I think Edna's Yeah, awesome. you were great. Yay. Thank you. Hey, uh, yeah. Is in conclusion, is there anything that you wanted to get out in the world? Um, that we didn't cover? Yep. No, just, I mean, your whole spiel is put the client first and it'll, I mean, that's, that's my philosophy is you take care of the client and the client will take care of you. So I love that. Um, also one of your, I don't know that you actually say it this way, but, but basically raising the bar for realtor standards. I love that. I think that's awesome. So good job. Thank you. That yeah, is our goal, it. right? Like, I think that it's, um, we don't say it that way, but that's what we're after. Yeah. That's what we're after is trying to make, Realtors improve what they do for the client in that I think that it's our way of um, ensuring our existence in the future, <laughs> right? Like, because the people need it. They do. They want it. It's their most valuable asset. It's just, but we got to make sure that we're not doing less, that we're doing more to deserve our existence. So, Edna, you were awesome. Thank you so much. Happy Monday and uh, go kick some butt. Okay, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, yep, Edna, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one-on-one -on -one coaching or solution events, text 480-530-7972.